Welcome to Every Block Rising. This podcast is dedicated to the realization that our world was imagined by someone and that we can imagine and build something much, much better for all of us. Let's imagine and create together. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Every Block Rising. Thank you so much for listening in. Today's guest is Diamond Wallace. Welcome, Diamond. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you so much for doing this. Yeah, you do so much in your community. This isn't the first time we've had this conversation. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Gotcha. So I actually am the vice president of Jewels of the Future, Inc. We're an all-girls mentoring group. We're a nonprofit. And we basically believe in entrepreneurship. So teaching our girls that there is more than one path to life. Not everybody goes to college. Everybody doesn't go to school. So teaching our girls the many different avenues to create wealth and generational wealth and get our girls prepared for the world because schools don't teach our girls enough about how to survive once they graduate is strictly curriculum based. And once they leave that building, they're thrown out to do literally whatever they want. So we just want to make sure that our girls are guided correctly and that we give back to community that serves us because, you know, our community really does has kept our barbershop in business for years. So literally when we started Jewels of the Future, we were coming out of our barbershop. So we just want to give back to the same community that patronizes us yeah yeah that's like and community is so important you know like honestly we're at the point where we know that the big government might not necessarily do the things that we need done in our communities so our community is the one that really needs to step up and do the things so like what was the i guess was that the inspiration behind starting jewels of the future so my grandmother was actually the inspiration behind our group. She had a very, very big heart. She would do things like pack a double lunch for my mom and her, her brother at the time to take to school just in case another kid didn't have lunch. Wow. And just things like that just really stuck out to me. And hearing those stories from my mom about my grandma, it just made me want to do so much because to be honest, like you said, community is everything and yeah. numbers do help. It is so many young girls who don't have that support, who don't have a big sister or a little sister to go to and vent to. So we really wanted to give our girls an avenue to not only come to us and be comfortable to tell us anything with confidentiality, but to, like I said, give back to the community and just to do good, just to do good without reward. Because in activist work, you learn that reward is not always given. Yeah, it's true. A lot, it's, a lot of this is thankless work that we're doing for the community, but it's important nonetheless. What do you do as director of Jewels of the Future? Director? Vice president. Vice president. I'm basically the creative of the group. So any event that we come up with, me and my mom run our group together. It's me and my mom, Renita Turner. She actually is the president of Jewels of the Future. So I will come up with the different creative ideas. I'm very creative. So it, it, things just come to me randomly, whether it's a community event or something that we're doing for the girls. My goal is to outreach to the youth, to cater to the youth and get them more involved because 
Our youth, like I said, they're in school most of their lives and they're not being taught anything but school. Mm -hmm. How to graduate and when you're going to graduate is literally it. So we want to prepare our girls in all the ways that the school system does not. We want to make sure that our girls know that they're visible and that they matter. They can literally do anything. Yeah. What do you think are some of the things that girls should be learning in school slash what are some of the things that you teach girls in Jewels of the Future? So our group is entrepreneurship based. So we are big on creating generational wealth and coming up with your own ideas that could really take you anywhere. There's mm-hmm. no telling how big your business can grow in the matter of any time. So yeah. we just want to teach our girls the importance of dedication, number one, how to manage money, what to do when you get money, how to invest And we like to host trainings and bring other people in as well, because we're not experts. We're only teaching off of experience and being like that motherly figure or that sister figure. So we really want to get our girls connected more to people that can teach us about investing and how to move our money and, you know, when to begin a business. And we're, like I said, we're speaking off a of personal experience. We have our own barbershop and salon. So they've been having that since 2016 as well. So nice. just, you know, not only that, but how to be decent people. Like I said, I think that school is very curriculum based. I think that the goal is to get them graduated and to get them out of the school system. When in actuality, we should be teaching people how to be decent human beings and how to be good people. What empathy means, what sympathy means. All of those things are characteristics of great leaders, how to be a good listener, how to be caring. Those are qualities that everyone needs and can take you so far in life. You don't catch, you know, bees with vinegar. Like that's a very true statement. So I think just teaching our ladies what being mentally aware is, you know, taking care of themselves, learning when you're pushing yourself too hard, all of those traits. And, you know, just making sure that our girls aren't overworking themselves. They don't feel depressed. They're healthy mentally and physically. We just want to give them any tool that we can to develop them as young ladies. Yeah. Self-care is so important, especially now in this tornado of a world that we live in and yeah i i think that it's so important because our community doesn't raise people to or you know our society doesn't raise people to be leaders it raises people to be followers so it's really important the work that you're doing in the future when you know we have a community full of leaders what does that look like for you So I think that that looks like coming together. I think that literally comes down to being able to be okay with being in the background. Not every leader is in a history book. We have tons of activists that did amazing things that we probably will never hear about. So I think that once the activist community, specifically in Jacksonville, begins to learn that numbers matter and being together matters, I think that we could go very, very far. The city of Jacksonville, I believe, is there's no youth engagement here. 
And I believe that when you leave things to simmer, so angry kids that are mad about their situations in life and their predicaments where they are in life, um, and you take those same angry kids and you ignore them for their whole high school experience, their middle school, Mm -hmm. elementary, you're literally creating little monsters and little angry adults. So I believe that the conversation should definitely start with our youth. If we all were leaders, we, like I said, would realize that everybody can't be the Martin Luther King. Some people will just have to be okay with knowing that they did good to do good for their community. So I think it's putting our egos to the side and putting our pride to the side and really putting our resources together to help this community and help our kids. Because the lack of support from our actual government should show us that we have to use the resources given to us and our neighbors to be able to collectively move and progress together. So when is the point in your life? Because I know you grew up around, you know, your mother and other people in the community who have been like helping the community. When did you realize like there was something wrong and that something needed to change? in our world. I went and attended Robert E. Lee High School when it was that. And I came across an amazing human being named Amy Donofrio. She is the creator and co-founder of EVAC, of the EVAC movement, and she completely changed my life. She was the first person to interact with our classroom and tell us that it was okay to tell our story. And it was also okay for us to have valid feelings of anger and emotion. She was the one who took my hand and made me really realize that, hey, Duval County isn't doing everything that they're supposed to do for our kids. You know, our Black youth is suffering. We're obviously dying in higher numbers, but nothing is changing. And I grew up in this cycle and I kept seeing these things happen and it became more and more obvious to me that I really had to step out on faith and just trust that I'm a good enough person to keep my word and stay committed to this community and bring other people in that are also committed to this community. So I would say that was a that was my freshman year of high school, actually. And once the EVAC movement took off, it inspired me so much that we just thought we should go ahead and do it. And the icing on the cake was when they actually took EVAC movement away from Duval County Public Schools, which is a really big slap in the face because those boys have done amazing things. What Um, is EVAC movement? Yes. So the EVAC movement, that's actually where I started off. And like I said, I told my story of my abuse as a child and it blossomed into this great group that is for all boys, the all boys group. And it's for basically at risk youth. So these are kids who've never been on a plane before, who've been considered lower and middle class their whole life, who don't basically have the same resources that a regular teenager should be available to. And she basically took these boys and they made up a crazy list of everything they wanted to do, including meeting Obama, going to Harvard, and they started achieving these things. They met the president. Like I said, they're actual authors now by the Harvard board. They won an award. They were the first in the nation to win an award by Harvard. So they've just done so many 
things that is just insane that DCPS wouldn't push harder for that, especially yeah. because DCPS wasn't paying for this. This was paid by sponsors. So it was really no reason for EVAC to be taken away other than DCPS truly not caring about Black boys and their voices and where their lives are going outside of school. It's all statistics when it comes to high school and, you know, what's the graduation rate and how many scholarships mm -hmm. do we have? How much money do we have? We never had a safe place in high school, which also prompted me to make what I felt like was a female version of EVAC and really yes. sprout this and, you know, get it off the ground. Yes, amazing work and well I, that's awful that they shut down that program because that's so necessary you know we yeah. don't have that many after school things for people to do and those are the things that help our community to grow that give us skills that, you know right so yeah that's that's amazing that you stepped up and created this space for people to like fill a need that you you know it was clearly right. a gap left right after that was shut down so i guess it kind of leads to my next question which is what does the future look like for you what is a world where we have programs like evac and like jewels of the future even more programs like this what what right. does that future look like for i guess for you but also for the children that will benefit. I honestly, and it, it makes me blush when I think about it, because I just know that all our kids need is resources. That's literally it. They yeah. shouldn't have to feel like they're caged in a box. We have seen literally in real time, our kids go from happy and joyful teenagers, you know, living their life, doing wild things to now we have literally an epidemic of teenagers saying that they're depressed. And now we're having to discuss things like suicide rates and Breaking that down by demographic, that should never happen. No child should ever feel like they're not good enough or their life is not going to progress enough to the fact that they really want to leave and no longer even be here. It's really disheartening to hear. And like this is common. It is no longer a mental health is no longer a thing that we're covering up. Now everybody knows that mental health is an issue. Now we know these kids are depressed and they have reasons to be depressed. And, you know, I think that if we had more programs like the EVAC movement and Jewels of the Future, Jacksonville would just blossom as a whole city. I mean, like I said, it starts with the youth. If we don't build them up as kids and we pressure them and we say that they're a problem and antagonize them, they're going to grow up angry, hating the police, hating government, hating those yeah. around them, because these are the same people that are supposed to help them that have literally left us in the dust since the dawn of time. So yeah. when you have programs like the EVAC movement that literally show you, I can go to Harvard, I can meet the president of the United States 
all by just putting being passionate and loving my community like that could just take us so far and with those things come resources because you bring attention to our city you bring attention to our youth and those are big deal like i said some of these guys have never even been on an airplane before and they literally got on the airplane to meet president obama like that's a crazy thing to think of imagine like the first time you get on an airplane it's the President Obama. Exactly. Like that's insane. So just I just feel like if we have more resources for our kids, our kids would be less angry and they would be less upset because they would have outlets. There are no outlets for our kids. There aren't even there are barely community centers that are free that our kids can just go into and say, hey, I want to chill here for a little bit. I'm a little upset about something. There's no spaces for that. So Mm. the ultimate goal. Right. The ultimate goal is to create a safe space and a safe environment for these kids to, number one, express their concerns and not hide the fact that they're sad and depressed and Mm -hmm. also know how to get themselves out of that hole. Most adults don't even know how to handle their depression without psychiatric or therapist's help. So, yeah, I think that if the more that we understand that kids are very smart and if they are developing and understanding their emotions and they're emotionally intelligent, it's no telling what they could do. We could really progress this entire city. Yeah, we we have to stop preventing. We have to stop putting obstacles in children's way to improve. Right. Mm. Yeah. So what can we do to bridge the gap? How can we get from here where we are, a place and time where children do feel depression and anxiety and lack of resources and get to this place where we are creating adults who not only are, have all the physical resources, but they also have all the mental resources. Right. Um, so... It's really a touchy subject to, you know, try to pinpoint what it is our kids exactly need to be able to get themselves out of a hole that they did not put themselves in. Mm -hmm. I believe, number one, it starts at home. We need to start going to these parent-teacher conferences. Those are important. Why would you not want to go to a meeting that's literally dictating your child's, like I said, most of your child's life? Your kid is in school more than they're at home. Mm-hmm. So just being more interactive as a community, I think it, parents, teachers, anybody who truly cares about the youth needs to be more interactive and needs to be seen. You need to show your faces at these events, no matter how big or small these events may be. I think that, you know, like I said, things work better in numbers. If we could all get together as grassroots organizations, as, like I said, teachers or coaches, literally anybody, artists in the community, this could be anyone. You could look like anything, Uh you could do anything, but being morally good and understanding that one person's life does not affect yours, what somebody else chooses to do with their time does not affect yours. Letting people be happy and be themselves, just 
being a good person. I, I think borderline, the main thing is to be kind to people, put yourselves in other people's shoes, become sympathetic and empathetic, learn what those things mean and teach our kids that it is okay to be upset with reason. It is completely fine to have anger and be sad at, at you know the environment that they're in because they're not in the best space right now. The world mm-hmm. is really crazy and it's scary. So I think as long as we continue to encourage our youth and continue to go out for them and search for them and make sure they're good, I think that we could go, you know, light years speed compared to what we've been doing with our youth here in Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah. We need to be moving at light speed at our, you know, rate. Of- it's been stagnant so for so long. Like, what are we waiting for? <laughs> so, Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we ask all of our guests this question. If you had unlimited resources and you could put a huge billboard that everyone will see, what would it say? Oh, that's a really good question. I think that my billboard would just be black and white. And I think that it would simply say, protect our youth, love our youth and cherish our youth. I, like I said, I really believe or not even believe I know that our kids are literally the future and you start at ground zero. They like I said, they're taught at home. It starts at home. You have to love your neighbor. You have to teach your kids to love their neighbor. Spewing hate only brings out more hate. We can't resolve anything divided. We need to come together and we need to protect our kids. The more that we protect our kids, the more that we make our kids feel safe and welcome and wanted, the more that they excel. So that's what I think my billboard would say. Yeah. And the more we secure a future for a safe future for, you know, the future. Exactly. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Diamond, for speaking with us. Thank you all for listening and goodbye. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We appreciate you. If you haven't done so already, be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. If you like the show and would like to support us, make sure to go to floridarising.org and become a member. Until next time.